I'm Mike and I got my linemate Matt with me and today we're going to go over the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We've got Carolina and New York. Carolina leads that series 2-1. to one. Calgary and Edmonton. Edmonton leads that series 2-1. to one. I'm a little surprised. As a matter of fact, I think this series might end up going seven games. We've got Tampa Bay and Florida. Tampa's leading that 3 to nothing. Uh, they're playing as of right now. Uh, 145 left in the second, 0-0 zero to zero as we are recording this. And St. Louis and Colorado. Colorado leads that series 2-1. to one. Matt, I want to start off with Carolina New York. I thought Carolina was going to come run with, running away with it, but New York said we are not going to go down quietly. Two of these, uh, game four is tonight. Is that tonight? No, I'm sorry. Tomorrow, That's tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Yep. tomorrow at 7. Um, how do you see this one going, Matt? I think the first team to win away will win the series. Uh, and I say this because last series, the Hurricanes won all their games at home. They won game seven. They won game one and two. I think they won game five, I believe. And they lost every road game. So Carolina's got to learn how to win away. And I think they could. If they could steal this next game, I could see them uh, winning back at home for game six. Remember the Red Wings back in the day? It didn't matter where they were. They would just just oh, yeah. drown you wherever you were. And I think it seems like those type of teams, Tampa Bay, um, is is also a team that's like that. Doesn't matter if they're home or away, they will just uh, they're just going to impose their will. Those are the teams that make it deep, and those are the teams that that win cups. If Carolina cannot win an away game, I think they're in a lot of trouble, man. Do you think that, that's, that's a yeah. a team thing or a mental thing? That's a big problem. I I think Brenda Moore has got the last change. Obviously, being the home team, he's got to he's got to get a matchup he likes away, and they got to find a way to win. And I think Ranta was he was good, but he let up some softies, some questionable goals. Um, that's got to be he's got to be better. But I think if they can win Game Four and they win away, I think they'll be fine going back home because Brenda Moore is a great coach, and he he'll get his matchups, his pairings he wants against their top guns. And it's been very, he's been very successful this playoffs. Do you think Sebastian Ajo is taking that next step in, in leading this team d- deeper into the playoffs? Yes, I thought he, dude, he's very exciting to watch. I honestly, I didn't really see much of him. I think maybe two seasons ago when we were, the Hawks were in their division, we got to see him a little bit, but I was like, eh, he's good. But really, he got that $9 million offer sheet by the, the Habs and stuff. But now looking at him, dude, he's, He's all over the place. He's uh, him and Tevu. They got they got some really good uh, finished players over there. He's exciting, man. What about New York? Do you think Adam Fox is going to start kind of um, I don't know, kind of sh- I don't want to say showing up, but he's no, been a little quiet, hasn't he? You could say it. Yeah, even Panarin, he's got to show up too. Yeah, and uh, I know all the Rangers fans on Twitter. They're they're all over Panarin and these top guns. They're, I think they call it the kid line with uh, Capococco and Lafreniere. Right. They've been pretty good. And uh, Shesterkin is, he's very good too, but he, I mean, he's not as good as he was um, during the season. So if he, they want to win the series, he's got to really step up too. Moving on to Calgary and Edmonton. I thought that Calgary would be up on Edmonton two to one right now, but it's the other way around. Uh, Connor McDavid is. Uh, what does he have, Matt? Twenty-three points in ten games. He, yes, he's a freak. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, this guy is practically willing uh, the Oilers to. Uh, practically oiling the um, he's willing the Oilers to to uh, deeper into this uh, this playoff series. If he doesn't show up, I think this team um, flounders. But 
uh, he's literally putting the team on his back and he's doing uh, he's doing very well. Matt, do you think that it's it's all Connor McDavid or do you think that Evander Kane is actually taking some of that load off of uh, McDavid's back and by by doing some secondary scoring and allowing um you know McDavid to do his thing? As much as I hate to admit it, yes, Evander Kane is helping a lot. He's got five goals. He's stepping up, and you know what? Now you can separate the two top guns, and you got Evander Kane to fill in the depth. And dude, since they signed him, I I think he's got like I I think twenty six goals in the the last forty nine games he's played with this team. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. No, he's got thirty two goals in his Oiler run. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, in 43 games with the Oilers this season, I actually just pulled this up. 22 goals. 22 yes. goals and 17 yep. assists, which is, I mean, that's exactly what they needed. Dude, by, that's by incredible, this guy, I think. You know? For not playing half the season, like being suspended. Right. And then just signing. And right now he's got 10 playoff games and 10 goals. He's got a goal a game in the playoffs. That's huge. Right. So, I mean, that that's <laughs> big for Connor McDavid. I mean, I don't like the guy. I think he's a, you know, off the ice, he's a complete douchebag, but there's no doubt he's a really good hockey player. And this, Connor McDavid really advocated to get this guy. And he, I heard this on uh, XM radio. He's like, yeah, I really was advocating to get him. I was hoping he can turn his life around a little bit. And I mean, if Connor McDavid's uh, pushing for you to get on the team, that's probably a good sign. So he, Kenny Holland looks good with the Savannah Kane signing. I'm not so sure about the Mike Smith. Yeah. signing and we, we've all been hard on him but when you got Connor McDavid playing like Wayne Gretzky in the 80s it doesn't matter who's in net I don't think <laughs> um you know if you really think about it man you know if Evander Kane he he could be like you know what I've been on some bullshit for a really long time and you know I'm I lost my wife you know my my family I got a kid out there that I money, I, I yep. don't see regularly you know I'm 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 constantly in in have money issues and with everything that happened with the sharks he easily could have been you know bad news for everybody we're like you know what we don't want to deal with this guy you know but the oilers say hey you know what we got Connor McDavid saying that he wants to play with you dude this could be it for him like this is his last chance and I think that he's making the most of it. Hopefully, for his sake, you know, as a person, I hope that he's turned things around personally. But um, he's one hell of a hockey player, man. Like, he is a no big doubt. difference maker. Yep. Even when he signed in San Jose, dude, he was putting up points for him consistently. And uh, he's doing that for the Oilers. The Oilers really needed that. And they're <clears> up 2-1 to one in the uh, second round. Without him, they would have been out. I, uh, if I'm sorry. Without Evander Kane... Um, they'd be, they'd all be playing golf right now. Probably right. You're probably right. He's been huge difference maker. So moving on to Tampa and Florida, and you know what? This isn't looking good for Florida, man. You know, Florida is a team that has been looking to get out of the shadow of Tampa. Tampa has some injuries, and they're still throttling these. Not throttling them, but they're 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 winning. They're beating them. And Florida has not been able to impose their will. What is it going to take for this Florida team that has dominated everybody this season? Got the President's Trophy, which we could say is a curse, and they uh they're ha- they're having a, a hard time with uh, with Tampa. 
Yeah, they need a miracle because this Tampa team, dude, they're on right now. They, the last, I, think, I believe it was game two. They uh, didn't Florida give up a goal with like three seconds left in the game? Yeah, I want to say yeah, it was was that game two or three? I thought no, that it was two. It I was thought two. that was game two. Yeah, you you cannot do that. You cannot let up with that much time left in the game and leave a guy wide open. Kucherov turned his head around and just threw it to the slot. And I think it was Ross Colton. He just buried it. That cannot happen. That was in the That's second period, bad. wasn't it? No, that was the game. That, that was, was the game. Period. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought that was the second period. No, you cannot do that against the Stanley Cup champs. Repeat Stanley yeah. Cup champs. The, the, I mean, Kucherov, is a, he's got eyes in the back of his head. That was a beautiful pass. But I, don't, I, I thought Bobrovsky was great. He had a good game. And his team just quit on him. And they're just making these little mental mistakes, missed assignments. That's what's killing Florida right now. What a, um, you know, what a confidence killer. Because one minute you're going into overtime. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me take that statement back. One yeah. second you're going into the overtime. Next thing you know, <laughs> the game's over. Yeah, you're you're going back home. You're going, going home. Off, or you're going to Tampa, actually. Brutal. You're going to dangerous waters. Man, that's uh, that's incredible. So they need a miracle. Tampa needs to slow down for them for this to change. Vasilevsky is probably just getting warmed up over there, and uh, so is Hedman. The deeper they get into the playoffs, I think the deeper Hedman, the better Hedman gets. So uh, it's not looking good for Florida. Not saying they can't, you know, turn this around, but they're going to need to change a lot around for this too for them to yeah. beat Tampa. They only have one power play goal, dude. Oh, really quickly. In in the playoffs, one power play goal to Panthers. That has to change. Wow. Yeah, that's that's just happened last game. It just happened. Just got their first goal. So that's gotta change if if they have they have a they have so many good players on that team. There's they gotta find a way to get a puck in the net. Right. I wanted to just circle back to Calgary really quick because it, we we really didn't talk about Calgary very long. Um, do you think that Markstrom is going to be the difference maker for this Calgary team in the series? Dude, it's weird because he was a really good goalie during the season, and it's it does it, it's not really a goaltending duel. It's more of a high scoring, and it's just Connor McDavid overshadowing everything. But yeah, I mean he's gotta he's gotta step up if he wants to. Uh, win a game and, and the whole team has to like realize Connor McDavid is at another level right now. They really have to be on their assignments. They can't give this guy any space because if he gets two steps on you, goodbye, uh-huh. he's gone. That and they they have to tighten up. Daryl Sutter knows how to play defense. He's he was a great uh offensive minded forward. Or I'm sorry, defensive minded forward, like a selkie like guy. He's got to get his checkers out there. They have to stop him. Because if they don't they're going to get upset by the freaking Oilers. Wow. You know, I was looking for him to kind of be the difference maker for this Calgary team to really um, to really bolster their their opportunity here. And he, to be honest with you, he's kind of come a little short for me. Yeah, I'm not I wasn't too excited. Even the all the all the goaltending in this this uh these playoffs, even with the next series we're going to talk about St. Louis and um Colorado the goaltending isn't hasn't been anything special and really hasn't been anything special Mike Smith hasn't been good uh, yeah and Markstrom is just you know he's just he's the guy in net but he's not you know he's not you know stealing a game and you need your goalies to steal you a game sometimes 100 percent 
So moving on, St. Louis and Colorado. Colorado, Colorado leads the series two to one. Um, this is another series. I thought that St. Louis would be up two to one, not because uh, how bad Colorado is. I just think that the Blues are a surprising team, and uh, they're still in it. Matt, how do you see the Blues trying to turn the tables on Colorado? Well, Bennington going down wasn't a good thing because I thought he really turned his game around. I, I think that Vili Husso uh, kind of took his net during the season. And I mean, that's tough for a guy who won a Stanley Cup a couple years back. And it's like watching a young guy kind of taking your spot. And Vili Husso had a bad little run and he lost his net and Bennington got it back. And then uh, he he got rammed by uh, Kadri uh, last game and he's out for the playoffs. So the Blues got to they got to play uh way better in front of Vili Husso cuz he's like 1 and 3 with like a 3.38 goals against and that's not that good in the playoffs man you we he's got to tighten up uh but I like the play, I like how the Blues play they're rough and tough and you know they'll, they'll they can score goals they could they could play any way they could play any way they want against you but I think Colorado is just too fast right now they got too much skill and it might be a little too much for these guys and they're also pretty rested too yeah, and it, it it helps when you sweep the Predators uh, and get like four or five days off in between. Yeah, no kidding. And you know, that's really a funny thing, though, because some teams, they get that rest and they get thrown completely off to Mars. And you have other teams where yeah. they get that rest, they come back and they pick up right where they left off. What yeah. do you think is, is more beneficial, Matt? Having that time off or, or, um, or just b- being able to go from series to series? I think it depends on the team. If you, like, say you're like the Red Wings of the '90s, you want rest because you, you know they're they're like not young. They're you know they're older and that the old guys you need you need time to heal. I, I remember when Peter Forsberg was still playing. He's like, yeah, you know, after a game, I prefer not to have a practice or two the next couple of days and let the body let the body rest. It's like the best medicine. So. But it's, some guys like getting in the groove. I could see like Connor McDavid like to just kind of keep moving on and moving on. He's got the momentum and the, and you know he's 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 right. He just wants to keep moving on and stuff like that. But it, it, I guess it depends on the team. But if if I'm the Blues, I think I would want rest. And Colorado's young, but hey, man, they're they're still playing good. So I don't think the rest. I think it helped them if anything. Yeah, yeah. Canada thinks the same way. He's always. Wants to have his skates on, you know, getting that active recovery yeah, in a way. getting the reps in and, you yeah. know, just doing the routines. But, yeah, I, I guess it depends on the team. I think it depends on the guy, though, too. I think, you you know, you kind of get to a point as a professional where you could say, hey, you know what? This guy's 28 years old, 30 years old. Um, you know, he could use some rest days. You know, it's like you don't have to be going balls out in, in, in practice. Yeah, if I'm looking back, like, during the Hawks runs, I think, like, I'd give Dunks, Siebes, probably a day off, you know, if we're, if we're, uh, say we swept somebody and it's like, hey, we got another four days off because they're still in game six or something, the other series. I'd be like, you know what, you guys, you know, take it easy, regenerate, because you're going to be getting a lot of minutes next series. So it all depends. Like you said, it's probably up to the player personnel, coaching and stuff like that. And there's really not that many old guys on the avalanche. So that's, that's the funny thing. They, they're all young. I think it was Josh Manson. They talked to him in Colorado because they took care of the Preds so quickly. He actually got to spend a couple um, extra days with his family. And, um, you know, they that just did, too, man. They just yeah. did family stuff for a couple of days. And he's like, this is really uncommon. Uh, 
to happen because, you know, it's the playoffs and we really don't get much time with our families. You know, that could help get a guy's head right, to be honest with you. For sure. And being in your own bed helps too, not yeah. in a hotel bed, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I see Colorado tying this game up tomorrow. Uh, I mean, on the 25th, I see them tying this up. I see the this series oh, going 2-2. St. Louis? Two two. Louis, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. St. Louis tying this series up 2-2. Two two. I'm going to make a prediction that uh, Tampa Bay closes it out tonight. I hope so. And uh, I'm going to say Calgary is going to tie this game up. I think the Calgary-Edmonton series is going to go seven games. Um, they, it, it just seems that, you know, the offense of Edmonton and the top-down, you know, complete team of Calgary is, it, it's just, um, it's just made for this. It's like, you know, they're going to stop McDavid, you know, a couple days and they're going to get a couple wins, but you know, they got to stop them every game so that they could take it out, you know, to, and go yeah. to the next round. So um, with with McDavid pretty much, you know, pressing his will um, and him being a one-man show there, and if and if, if Vander Kane can can take more of that that burden off of him, maybe this goes six games. But I think Calgary can push this, push this to seven. And I'm going to say Carolina is going to do this in six. What do you think, Matt? Well, I think going to the Oilers series with the Flames, I think Matthew Kachuk needs to go Matthew Kachuk versus Drew Doughty, except <laughs> with Connor McDavid. Get in his head, hit him, do what you did against Drew Doughty because you took him off his game, and that guy hates you. You need to make Connor McDavid hate you because that's the type of player Matthew Kachuk could be too, and he could put him in the net. He's a hundred. He's a forty goal scorer this year. Very quiet forty goal scoring season. He's got to get nasty. I want to see him get old time hockey nasty on McDavid. But I think they could. I know it's cool. I think they could go. I think it's going to go seven, and I think the Flames will win. Do you think that Matthew Kachuk is better served in this series being more of an instigator than a goal scorer, or vice versa? Yes, to the first one. He needs to okay. get Nazem Kadri attitude uh, on okay. these guys. He d- hey, game one, he was all over Evander King. He was saying some personal stuff to him. Yeah, he was he getting was. in his head, and th- the dude was getting. And then he got a hat trick, Kachuk. Yeah, he did. He he was all over the ice, hitting guys, starting trouble. He needs to be the center of attention out there. Just getting in everyone's head, scoring some goals, and just pissing off the Oilers. I think that's how they can win. Type of guy. Where do you got with Carolina? So, like I said, I think if Carolina can win one away, I think they could definitely. I think they're going to win at home. They're just too damn good at home. I mean, that crowd is—it's electric, dude. It's loud there. It's good for them. I mean, they're—they're they're really passionate fans. I think the Canes love playing in front of them, but I think they can win and. Probably six. And uh, where you got Tampa? I'm hoping Tampa wins tonight. I I think uh, Florida might, you know, try to. I, mean, I the way that they play sometimes they they take really dumb penalties for no reason. They just, like I'm tougher than you kind of penalty. That's what and, happened to Carolina last year. And Tampa will bury you. And I think that it's going to be a two one final, Tampa Bay. Okay. What about St. Louis and Colorado? See, this is tough because I, I'm I'm actually actually a really big Bennington fan. I just like his mentality. He's crazy. He's a nutcase, and 
and he's a good goalie, but him going down, that's just a it's a heartbreaker for that for that locker room. This guy's a competitor, man. Nothing against Philly Huso, but he's he's not won a Stanley Cup like Bennington has. He pretty much carried that team that year against the Bruins. But I mean, I I think I I want St. Louis to win, but I think Colorado might. I uh, I pick St. Louis in seven, but I think Colorado can get this done a little sooner, maybe in six. Okay. Interesting, interesting. So, a little NHL news for everybody. The Penguins have said that they are focused on signing Evgeny Malikin and Chris Letang. Now, this seems to be a very similar situation with, say, um, what the Blackhawks have with Taves and Kane in a way. You've got two stars that have been here for a very long time, both very, very good. But Letang, I would probably say, is better and he's more consistently in the lineup than Evgeny Malikin is. How do you, and and to compare them to the Blackhawks, Taves has been hurt, you know, quite a bit recently. Had a concussion this year. He had that um that what was it? Kind of like a chronic immune disorder. Immune yeah. disorder that that kind of popped up from stress from playing so much hockey. You know, that's popped up. And Kaner's been very consistent. And luckily, knock on wood, he's uh, been very healthy. So. Do you think that the Penguins should sign Malikin? And if they are, how much do you think you would sign him for? Like, you you personally, what would you do? Well, the funny thing is, too, like, they signed Brian Russ today for $6 million, Or, I'm sorry, six years, $5 million. It's like, where where's this money going to, like, go for Malkin and Latang? Because right. I'm nothing against Brian Russ. Uh, he's a good player. I, I think he's a 30-goal guy. Uh, he's 30 years old, though. I right. mean, he's he's probably got, what do you think, three good years left before he starts on, you know, going on the decline. But it's a, it's a cheap hit, $5 million. But for Malkin, man, this is tough. I know he's like their, you know, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, like, well, you know, him and Sid. But, man, I I just don't know. Like, it's too, it's too risky with his injuries. And if... I, I don't think Malkin needs the money, but it's got to be a, it's got to be a really cheap price for me. It's got to be something like maybe two years, four to five. Wow! And yeah. I heard I heard Latang he wants another five years too. He's getting up there too, man. Yeah, nothing against him. He's a really good player. He he's like the Duncan Keith, I guess you could say, <laughs> when we're comparing to the Hawks and stuff. But I heard rumors of him wanting to go to Montreal and getting a big payday. Wow. But that's just a rumor. That's an internet rumor. It's probably stupid, but I guess Latang has said he wants to play another three, four seasons with, with the Penguins. But I, I, like you said, I think I would rather have Latang than Malkin if I had to pick one. Yeah. Let's take a look at something here with Malkin. He's just finishing his eight year, $76 million contract. He's played in 981 games for the Penguins, and he's 35 years old. Now, how many did he miss? That, Keep see, that in mind too. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up. Kaner just turned what 33 or 34, and he's in the 1100 game area. <laughs> yeah. So Malikin's missed quite a bit of time. You know, let me pull up his um, let me pull let me pull him up really quick. And see exactly how many um, how many games that he's played over the years. So, 
I'm going to go, let's see. He's played one, two. He's played two seasons at 82 games. That, that's first, not good. First yeah. season, 78. Third se- second season, 82. Third season, 82. Played all of those two seasons. And then after that, from 2009 on, 67 games, 43 yep. games, 75, 31, 60, 69, 57, 62, 78, 68, 55, 33, 41. So look at the decline. Yeah. <laughs> um, those are the games that he's played over the past. You know, and th- th- that's his career. Now, considering you're only going to get 62 games out of a guy you know, a year, you know, we'll just say on average, how can you, how can you pay this guy 9.5 million? You can't. You can't. You can't. Is is he worth that money for his skill? Yes. But the amount of time that he plays should only be getting half of that. So I'm, I agree with you around that five, five million dollar range. I would do one-year deals from here on out. I, you you yeah. can't invest that. You can't. It's not fair for these young kids coming up that you know deserve a shot, and yeah. they, they're they're going to be here longer than you know. You're you're on the back nine, bro. You're on the back pretty much the back eight. <laughs> you're you're on the last hole here. This is your last run. You you shouldn't be looking for a big payday and just screwing the uh, salary cap up for these guys. I mean, Sid, he's making eight. What eight point seven? Yeah. That's yeah, unbelievable but, for him. He's so important, and he does, that's that's nothing. Yeah, that is, that is nothing. He's still worth it. Oh yeah, he's he's underpaid, and that's just the the class classy guy. He is he is. He's not, it's not about the money. It's about the Penguins. He's all he's all about the team, and that's the guy you want. You still want him to be your captain until the day he retires. He will be the captain. There. Right, one hundred percent. So I'm gonna go all over Latang here. Um, his first year is 2006, 2007. He only had seven games. I think he came in later in the season. But in the 2007, 2008 year, he had 63 games, 74, 73, 82, 51, 35, 37, 69, 71, 41, 79, 65, 61, 55, and 78. This past year, he had 78 games played. Uh, he had 68 points, which is very impressive. Seems healthy, too. Yeah, yeah, he does seem healthy. I know he had some health issues a couple years back. I want to say it in 2019, 2020, maybe. But um, he's been consistently putting up, you know, over 40 assists a season. 58 this year, almost had 60 uh, with 10 goals. Um, I'd sign him to a three-year deal, man. Three-year deal at, um, at maybe $6 million. Yeah, 35, so it ends when he's 38. Yeah, yeah, but like you said, he the guy's in really he's in really good shape. He's another one of those fitness guys like McDavid. I've yeah. seen his internet page, dude. Oh my goodness, that guy trains. Um yeah, 3 years is fair, I think. Like if you're going to invest money in a guy, I think I think Latang might get like a 7.5 3-year deal probably. I think Malkin should just go one by one because the, his health is right. just big question mark, man. And and notably, Latang has only had a minus season in 27-2018, uh, in the 27-2018 season, the 2013-2014 season, 
2008, 2009, 2007, 2008, and 2006, 2007. Wow. All of the rest of this time, he's a plus. He's a plus 100 in his career, too. Yeah, That's he pretty is. pretty impressive. It yeah. is, especially for an offensive defenseman. Yep. So, yeah, looking at the numbers here, I don't see how how they don't sign Latang first and then mention to Malik and this is what we've got left. You know, yeah, they uh, have to. Ron Hextall is the GM there. He he's got to be smart with this. He's got to start thinking about the future. You're going to be in Blackhawk hell because that's what we we invested too long and too much into our older guys, and we're paying the price now. Yeah, we are. So that's essentially the situation. At least what I wanted to talk about with the uh, the Penguins because it's really interesting what the, what they're going to do there. Um, but hey. I like their honesty. I like say, hey, we're we're going after these guys. We want them back. And usually everything's tight lipped in the NHL. Like you don't you find out last minute until it's done. Right. And I think it's cool that he publicly said, Hey, this, these guys are our priorities. So it's refreshing for if you're a Penguins fan. If you're a you can diehard fan, you're you're you know, the main guys are gonna hopefully be back. Right. At least that's the goal. I mean, I'd be happy if I were a Penguins fan. I mean, it's how it is in Chicago. How, how many fans well, I mean, if if Taves was on a <laughs> in a wheelchair and Kaner was in a wheelchair, how many people would want them resigned? You know, a lot of people yeah. would because you know they just they would just want to hold on to that. And and I think that you know the, I think the Penguins are in a little bit better of a situation. But oh, yeah. um, they're right there. Yeah, yeah, they're right there. But uh, but hey, man, do you got anything else? No, man. I just I, I got a bad feeling about next season. I think that. Taser and Kaner might be uh, traded by the deadline. And I could really, if New York loses this series and, you know, miss out again, I can really see the Rangers making a big push for Kaner. I, I don't want it to happen, but I yeah. could see it being a difference. They need a difference maker in the playoffs. Right now, they don't have one. And Kaner being on the last year of his deal, I hope he's a Hawk forever. I, I really do, but I can see New York making a huge kind of offer for the Hawks and it might be tough for Davidson to say no, you know, like well, even with the haggle trade. I wonder what and, they have though, you know, considering they got some good young guys, man, they got okay. some good young guys and I, and they got draft picks. And I think that's Davidson's main goal to start, you know, growing the, growing these prospects out and look at Brandon Hagel, man. He's been good in, uh, good in Tampa. I'm proud of the guy. He's, <laughs> It's been a difference maker too. He's making some good passes. He's skating his ass off, and I hope he gets rewarded because he had a long season with the Hawks, and it's just it sucks losing and getting traded to a team that's going for a three peat. It's got to be really exciting for him. You know, Taves is a proven playoff performer as well. You could even say that Toronto might even try to make a push for him. Could you imagine? A, Interesting. Could yeah. you imagine a Toronto team with Tavares and Taves on the same team? I well, Toronto doesn't have the space. I mean, unless they give up something or the Hawks take on, you know, retain some salary. But yeah, for sure, I think Taves would fit right in on that third line center and really, really help that team oh, get over dude, the hump he, too. He, a guy like him, man, they can just all they have all they have to do is just put him in to shut down dudes. That's it. He doesn't yeah, have to I think worry he about can scoring. Do it. Yeah, That's late it. late Stevie Y, like uh, Dave McCarthy said. Yeah. Hey, this guy should transition into uh, that shutdown guy. I mean, he's a little bit older. He's going to score some goals, but not as much as he used to. But right. he knows how to sell key it up. So 
Yeah, Toronto. Speaking of Toronto, man, they signed, uh, what's his name? Mark Giordano. They got him through the Kraken, uh, with the Kraken right. trade. at the de- He signed a two-year deal today, man. Wow. He sees something in the team. And you know what? The Leafs, they love this guy. I think he lost Everybody twice does. with the team. Every Mark team, Giordano, that, that's a huge signing for Toronto. And, every team I mean, that he goes to, they put the C on him. He just carries yeah. himself that well. He has a lot of character. Uh, you know what, defenseman. man? The only thing that happened to the Leafs this year was that they ran into Tampa in the first yeah. round. Yeah, they were way better than last year. They showed up, man. They, they just did, big uh, time. got beat by a better team. That's and, and, all. And, and that's the thing. You know, it's like you'll see in the headlines— you know, Tampa Bay's. Joker. I mean, uh, yeah. Tampa Bay beats the Leafs. Leafs are out in the first round again. They haven't won a first round. They haven't won a playoff series since 2006. But this team went went up against one of the best teams in the league, and this one of the best teams in the league played up to that caliber as well. And uh, you can't really put anything on the yep. Leafs for it. The star, the stars showed up, man. They did. They played great. Uh, Tavares was a late starter. He, he showed up a little late to the party, but he he finished strong with the team and. They just, uh, they ran into a team that's really experienced and they, um, Toronto got in a little penalty trouble and Tampa made them pay. That's yeah. all it came down to. <laughs> it's like, hey, don't yeah. feel bad that you lost to Tampa. Nobody's won a playoff series against Tampa in two years. <laughs> I, you know? Yeah. So I mean, you're, yeah. it's not like you're in bad company. And, yeah. and, and Florida's about to lay down, uh, pra- is practically about to lay down uh, 4-0, the President's Trophy winning team. Uh, Tampa's winning right now, one to nothing in the third period oh, on the power play <laughs> with oh, 13-28 left in the uh, third period. So, uh, so yeah, they're, they're going to be very desperate, very desperate. These uh, next couple minutes, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. But look I at think, Florida. Who got the goal? Who got the goal here? Um, box score. What can Tampa do? Patty Maroon, the big oh, rig. Oh, wow. See, that's the thing about Tampa. When this guy's scoring goals, Corey Perry's scoring goals, that's huge. It is. Your stars don't show up, but these these grind role players start scoring goals. Like, what a signing, man. Corey Perry, even Patty Maroon, to his extension, this guy's got three Stanley Cups in a row. He's got one with St. Louis and two with Tampa. So, yeah. good for Tampa, man. They are just... They're in a different league right now. It's crazy. Perry just fit right in there, man. I mean, oh, he yeah. just he's a playoff guy. He's yeah. a playoff guy, man. All right, everybody. That's all that we got for you tonight. We're gonna drop another one on Friday. Thank you for listening. We're very, very appreciative. Be sure to hit subscribe if you haven't, and we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here. Bye.